Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or a teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Amen. Amen. Already in there. Y'all just don't know. This is the women's lounge right here. Amen. This is where the usher is going to stand at the door. Amen. Amen. It's the choir going to have their own room. Amen. And this is where they're going to sing unto the Lord's iron songs. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So why don't you move in before you get in? Amen. Amen. Yeah, go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise. Move in before you get in. Amen. Amen. This month we are continuing in a series that we've entitled Getting It Right in Maintenance. We've been trying to encourage the saints all month long to stay faithful to the things of God and to don't quit on the Lord. Uh, uh, this little saying here says, you take care of the sowing and God will take care of the growing. Amen. You take care of the sowing and God will take care of the growing. And next week is Share the Love Sunday. We need some folk to leave this place and to sow some seeds in the hearts and minds of those that you've been praying for and your ten most wanted. And not only that, but maybe some other harvest that God wants to bring to this place. And we want you to be on mission. Amen. So say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, this next Sunday, I'm going to invite somebody. Amen. And we're going to ask that you pray this Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Fasting and praying, either from food or something else that uh, God would work and move and cause us to be in revival in this place. Amen. You take care of the sowing and God will take care of the growing. Amen. Amen. And we want to encourage you this month to let not let us not become weary and doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not what? If we do not give up. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, don't give up on Bethlehem. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, don't give up on the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. We want to share a message, uh, prayerfully a, a message of hope and encouragement, a message entitled, uh, 
as good as dead, as good as dead. And you say, preacher, now how is that an encouraging message? As good as dead? I don't want to be as good as dead. Well, you're going to look in the text and see why we, uh, we call that what it is. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through uh, 13. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor. I'm going to stand on this word. Let's read out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. She considered him faithful who had made the promise. So this my man, and he was good as dead, tremendous, as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All of these people who were still living by faith, they died. They did not receive the things promised, and only saw them to them from a distance. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again, this morning I'm sharing a message entitled, As Good as Dead. As Good as Dead. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 through 13. We're going to look on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about faith for a place. We're going to talk about faith for a promise. And we're going to talk about faith for a purpose. Faith for a place. Faith for a promise. And faith for a purpose. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should have faith in the promise and the purpose of God. Christians should have faith in the promise and the purpose of God. Many of you know the story of Abraham, but I don't think you really, really know. We're going to try to put it in the context of modern day reality. God told him to go. And one of my preacher friends uh, from the Dallas area, Pastor Jenkins, uh, a son of Concord, pastor in Allen, Texas, uh, preached this text and entitled it, Going Without Knowing. Going Without Knowing. And it takes a lot of faith for you to go and not know the whole story. Ha- have any of you ever went on a trip and you didn't know where the trip was taking you? Some of you have, but praise the Lord. I have never been on a trip (laughs) that I did not know where I was going. Amen. 
a something about where I was going. I put it that way. Usually I'll have an address and uh, I used to have a global a GPS. I used to call Shaniqua. I don't use her no more. I use now my smartphone and my smartphone has a, has a GPS in it. And whenever I want to go somewhere, even that I don't know where I'm going, I, I just put the address in on the phone and, and it takes me to where I'm supposed to be. There's only two problems with that is that if I don't know the right address, it could take me uh, uh, in a whole other places that I did not mean to go. I think I, one time I put, uh, I think it was in our truck, we, we, we put in a Paul's Valley address and it was taking us to, I think, a Paul's Valley somewhere up in Michigan or somewhere. <laughs> and I knew uh, that ain't the place I wanted to go. So you have to know the right address and you also have to listen to the instructions. I was, uh, I, was, I was driving and I was real tired and you just don't want me to be driving when I'm real tired at night in Kansas City and I was driving Dr. Whitlow around and I had my little global thing on my phone and it was telling me where to go but there was only one problem. It told me to go left and I went right because I was so tired. Hello somebody. So even uh, that can be some trickiness to it but uh, this Abraham, we're going to see how much faith he really had this morning because he had to literally go without knowing. He had to really go without knowing. And, and we're going to look at this video and it's going to really help us to see in modern day terms what, what was going on in the life of Abraham. Have you ever moved to a new city where there was no reason for the move? Did you move for a family? I didn't put this up here. Texas A&M, I'm a real good school. <laughs> did you go for a new job? Or how did you do it? Uh, did you call a moving company? Did you use your map or a GPS? What if you had to take a trip 600 miles over this? Hello, somebody. Through this. Hello, somebody. With these. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and a bunch of these. Hello. <laughs> Without the help of even a simple little sign. Hello, somebody. Because someone else asked you, could you make the move? Most of us who keep it real would go ahead on and tell you, no, I couldn't make the move. You, you're going to have to tell me some, some more details to the plan. And, and I'm going to meddle the women a little bit. Uh, oh, because women tend to be detail-oriented. Detail uh, oh, so uh, what would you do if your husband said that, that, that he heard from the Lord? Uh, and God was calling him to leave uh, the place where you grew up, uh, whether it was Paul's Valley or somewhere else, uh, to go uh, 600 miles uh, away from here. What's the nearest major city 600 miles from here? Can anybody guess? Uh, 600 miles from here, nearest major. Houston, hello, somebody. The Lord wants you to move in that direction. He hello, somebody. See, 600 miles away. But God is not going to tell you but anything but to go. Uh, 
Oh, what would you do as a wife? As a wife, you would think this man has lost his ever-loving mind. Hello, somebody. Oh, now you're going to have to tell me a little bit more details about this. I'm not just going to go because you said you heard from the Lord. Hello, somebody. But uh, yeah, 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 just because you said you heard from the Lord. It's like many women who husbands get called to the ministry to become pastors and their wives say I don't want to have nothing to do with that uh, because God called you uh, he hadn't called me hello somebody now sister girl if your husband got called to preach the word guess what oh you're part of his ministry hello somebody you need to go uh, and support him wherever he goes uh, hello somebody just like sister Eton did uh, with us coming from Abilene to uh, oh the Paul's Valley uh, oh when I got called Guess what? She got called. Hello, somebody. Oh, and that's what happened with Abraham. Abraham got called. Oh, and she had to go. Hello, somebody. And Abraham had to faith for a place. Hello, somebody. Ask your neighbor. Neighbor? Oh, neighbor. Do you have faith for a place? Verse 8 says, by faith, Abraham went. When called to go to a what? A place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Hello, somebody. Talking about faith. Hello, somebody. He, he obeyed. It was faith for a place. Even though he didn't know where he was going, he obeyed. When God said, oh, sent, guess what? He was went. Hello, somebody. He, he was just like that. He was that, that kind of man of faith. We learned when God told him to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Oh, what did he do the next day? Oh, what did the Bible say that he did the very next day, early the next morning? What did he do? He immediately what? Went. Hello, somebody. When God tells you to go, guess what? Uh, you better went. Hello, somebody. Oh, let me say that again. Uh, when God tells you to go, you better what? You better went. Uh, you better already be gone. Uh, and you may not know all of the story. And it's going to take faith uh, for you to make it through. I guess I, I can just stop here and, and talk about faith for a place in regards to a building. You said, preacher, you just won't shut up about building a building. Oh, now why should I shut up when when I see what God wants us to do? Oh, why should I shut up when I know it's not something that started with Pastor Eton? Oh, almost every pastor preacher since Pastor Johnson wanted to see this building be built for the glory of God. And some of our former saints, oh, saw it like Abraham saw it from a distance, oh, and supported it, oh, like Daddy Floyd, hello, and others, oh, saw it from a distance and supported it and tried to encourage us to do what God said. Do you have faith for a place? Hello, somebody, ask your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, do you have faith for a place in Jesus' name? Maybe it's not a building. Maybe, oh, you're in a troubled marriage. Do you have faith? for a place. What place would that be? A happy marriage. Oh, maybe. Oh, you're
you're going through bankruptcy, do you have faith for a place? What is that place? That place is prosperity. Oh, you may be single and want a husband. Oh, and can't find nobody. Do you have faith for a place? What is that place? A God-fearing woman. Oh, if you're a man and a God-fearing, oh, man, if you're a woman, do you have faith for a place? Ask your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, do you have faith for a place? Abraham had faith for a place because he had faith in God. Oh, and when you put God in the story, hello, somebody, this text says that Abraham was good as dead. Hello, somebody. Oh, you would never want your situation to be described as good as dead, as a man of faith. Oh, you don't want to ever be described as good as that's how dire the situation was for Abraham and Sarah oh they were good as dead but God had made them a promise hello somebody and when God makes you a promise oh you better believe it but not only do you better believe it but you better achieve it in Jesus name because you can't believe without achieving hello somebody what you do shows uh, really whether or not you have faith uh, in God. Uh, if you gave up, uh, that means you don't have faith uh, in God. There's a lot of folk around here that's been giving up. Uh, hello, somebody. That means, uh, no, not, not that you mean that you don't have faith in Bethlehem. You don't have faith in Pastor Eton or the leadership of this church that said you don't have faith uh, in God. Uh, and that's a bad place to be, to not having faith in God. Regardless of the situation this man was good as dead hello somebody but back here in this context he had faith for a place he heard God early and he moved early and guess what in the latter years he kept hearing the voice of God and he kept moving oh because he was good as dead did anybody here have faith for a place ask your neighbor again neighbor Oh neighbor, do you have faith for a place? It says now faith by faith Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance. What did he do? He obeyed and went. Hello somebody. We don't like that word obedience which obedience is really the key to most of our breakthrough. Many of us can't get a breakthrough. Many of us God can't open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain because we won't obey. We've been hearing oh about tithing or giving a tent part. We've been hearing oh about giving a offering for the building fund. Oh but yet we won't obey and if you don't obey you don't get to be blessed oh and if you really want to be blessed be obedient to the word of God in your giving as well as what your living say to your neighbor neighbor or neighbor if you want to be blessed obey the Lord he obeyed and went hello somebody but this is even deeper even though he did not know where he was going. Hello, somebody. That's the scary about part about building a building. 
Some of us are not scared about starting. We're scared that we won't be able to finish what we started. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Some's just afraid that, hey, we got enough to start with, but we don't know if we got enough to end with. And the truth of the matter is, is that you have enough God to start with. And guess what? You're going to have enough God to end with. As long as you start with God. You see, this building didn't start with Pastor Eton. As a matter of fact, I told you I couldn't give you a vision for the church before I came because I'd never been here. I don't know what God is wanting to do in this particular area. I had, I had never been here, but when I came here, God gave me a vision. And really, it was a vision that I tapped into that was already here. It started with God. And guess what? It'll end with God in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, it started with God and it's going to end with God. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I started with God and I'm going to end with God in Jesus' name. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So it started with God and he obeyed and went even though he didn't know where he was going. You're not going to know all of the answers. That's why it's called faith. Hello, somebody. We we just want God to tell us all of the answers. I I had to move here by faith. I didn't know nobody here. I had to move here by faith. And I was scared because I ain't know nothing about (laughs) y'all. Lord, oh, it's going so well right where I am. Uh, Got comfortable. Lord, oh, you've done some mighty things. Lord, but God said, go. Hello, somebody. And many times you have to go so you can what? Grow. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God is telling you to go so you can grow. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Uh, you know, I've, I've been walking. People have been telling me I've been walking really funny this morning. And I've been, I've been walking funny not because I'm, I'm hurt. I, I'm walking funny because I've been in the gym. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and, and they tell you the gym philosophy is if it's if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Hello, somebody. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't. It won't change you. So, so, so I had to up the weights that I've been lifting to to challenge, to change me, to knock the rest of this fat off of me. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Trying to get hold and hold some like the doctor tell me. They say I'm supposed to be at 165. So, oh, you do the math. But anyway, <laughs> if it don't challenge you, it won't change you. Hello. Bethlehem God is saying to us as a church if it, if it don't challenge you hello somebody it won't change you and I'm telling you to go but I'm not going to tell you all the details I'm telling you to go and you've got to go without knowing hello somebody this is deep none of us would have made this move I don't think so none of us uh-uh. you're going to have to tell me something Lord uh-uh. <laughs> no, Lord, I, I just can't go in the blind, Lord. Hello, some. I think there's a, a a a way that you can play. Uh, what is it? A uh, and 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 what is this? It's, it's, what is that? Tuck or spade? Spade. You can you can bet a blind something, a blind seven or something, blind ten. Okay, <laughs> and you have to do it without ever looking at your hand. Hello, somebody, and that's what God is saying. That faith is. 
But the only thing is, is it's really not blind. As long as you keep your eyes on the God who started this thing. Hello, somebody. And God is more than nothing. Hello, somebody. As a matter of fact, he made something out of nothing. Hello, somebody. He spoke. He didn't have nothing. You see, the difference between God and man is man can do some wonderful things, but they have to have something to start with. Every time I fly, I just imagine, how did man think of building a machine? that could fly but you know what they had to have something to start with God is the only somebody that don't need anything to start with hello somebody and that's the kind of God that I serve and that's why I have faith in him and when I have faith in him I have everything else hello somebody I already have my office I'm just waiting for y'all to build y'all choir love. Y'all need to come on and build it by faith. I already have an office. I'm just waiting for y'all to build build that part where you're going to stand at the door. I already have mine. Oh, and you got to get yours. Ladies, oh, you've been wanting a lounge for who? About almost about as long as we've been talking about building. Hello, somebody. You better build it by faith. Hello, somebody. Going without knowing. Faith for a place. If you don't believe me, Genesis 12, 20, uh, 12, 1 says, The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you. Hello, somebody. He said, I, I, I can't give you a picture of it yet, but you, you just got to go and then I'll show Ooh, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. Somebody, somebody better get this on the way home in a marriage. You just got to go and I'll show. You're having a difficult time in your marriage. And you hear me talk about difficult times in marriage all the time. You know why? Because they say statistically the difference between a good marriage that, that works and a bad marriage that doesn't is that I think statistically they have the same amount of conflict. Hello, somebody. But it's how they deal with their conflict that's that's what makes them successful in marriage so 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 when you ever you get two different people from two different backgrounds there's really that's going to be some trouble hello somebody she don't see the way you see and you ain't going to see the way she see hello somebody oh and if you really have some people that are really strong minded oh then they're always going to want to have their own way and they sing that song have my mine own way, Lord, have mine own way. <laughs> they sing that song in that marriage, but now, honey, now, homeboy, that ain't the way it work in marriage. Uh, some folks say, oh, oh, I wouldn't take that. Yeah, if you're going to have a successful marriage, you're going to take a whole lot of something. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because you've got to compromise. Hello, somebody. The, the, the Bible says of a man that if you don't treat that woman right, God ain't going to hear your prayers. Hello, somebody. Oh, it tells a woman to, oh, to reverence and to respect that man. And if you don't, guess what? Judgment will fall on you. Hello, somebody. If you're doing God's way, there is always hope. I don't care how difficult it is. All you've got to do is learn how to deal with your conflict. Oh, no, he ain't the devil. She ain't the devil. Hello, somebody. The devil is in y'all communication. Hello, somebody. And one of you like to talk all the time and, and, and one like to listen all the time, but that ain't communication. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
but you can do it by faith. This marriage can work by faith in Jesus' name. This ministry can work by faith in Jesus' name. Your money can work by faith in Jesus' name. But you've got to go and do it God's way. And guess what? Then he'll show. Hello, somebody. If you go, he will show. Hello, somebody. Ask. Oh, ask. Oh, Moses. Oh, oh, as he as he struggled with getting the people loose. Ask him uh, when he led the people out. You'd have thought. I would have said, Lord, could you just have, would have had the Red Sea already parted before I got to it? <laughs> Lord, can could you have done that? Did you have to make me worry? Hello, somebody. He's always going to put you in a place where you've got to trust him. And you've got to go and then he'll show. If they had never showed up at the Red Sea, the Red Sea would have never been pardoned. Hello, some some of you not being blessed because you won't show up. Hello, somebody. You're having struggles at your job and you want to quit and you don't want to show up. No, you show up. You're having trouble in your marriage and you don't want to go at home, go home at night. No, you show up. You're having trouble in your bank account. You don't want to show up at the you go. And God will show. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, do you have faith for a place? Let, let, let's look at this in context again and, and with, with, with Abraham. This is what happened to him. Look at what happened. Amen. Abraham had to go for a promise and have faith for a promise. Hello, somebody. That, 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 that's all he said. Hello, somebody. That's all he said. But in verse 9, it says, by faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, Jacob, uh, who were heirs, heirs with him uh, of the same promise. He, he, had, he, had, he had faith for a place, but he also had faith for a promise. God had promised him. And he changed his name from a great man to what? A great nation. Hello, somebody. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. God was telling us what he was going to do in his life when he changed his name. His name first meant a great man. But when he changed it, it meant a great nation. 
And if Abraham would would have had faith enough, oh, for the promise that God was going to make more of him than what he was right then. More, More of him. As a matter of fact, God says that nations and kings would come from him. Hello, somebody. But not only that, and what makes Abraham the father of our faith is that, oh, the king of kings and the Lord of lords would come from his lineage. And it's all dependent upon him being able to have faith in a promise. Do you have faith today in God's promises? Oh, I, I was sharing with the preachers on Thursday night. We, 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 we teach this all the time that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But let us get in a financial crunch. Hello, somebody. Let us oh, have to deal with our finances. Oh, do you believe what the word of God said? Do you believe in the promises of God? Ask your neighbor, 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 neighbor. Do you believe in the promises of God? I believe in the promises of God. Hello, somebody. And sometimes we've got to be like Abraham, even, even though we may be as good as dead. Hello, somebody. We still got to believe. We may be in a situation that's good as dead, but we still got to believe because when you put a but God in it, God can change something. God can rearrange something. I know there's been some sad things to happen here in Paul's Valley. We're concerned about our hospital, but God, we're concerned about the resource center, but God, oh, I'm going to believe and continue to believe oh even though both those situations may be as good as dead but I'm going to put my eyes on the Lord and I'm going to believe that God can change something that God can rearrange something you may not be working at the resource center but oh it seemed like you're going broke it seemed like you're about to lay some folk off in your household you're about to lay your husband off you about to lay your children off. Hello, somebody. Hey, that's supposed to have been funny. <laughs> Hello, somebody. But I'm here to tell you, you put God in that thing. Put God, but God, faith in the promises of God. Oh, I don't believe in divorce. So I have faith in the promises of God. Now, I may be in a situation where somebody else believes in divorce and they do what they do, but I I'm going to do, uh, oh, what's right on my part. Uh, hello, somebody. And I'm going to believe uh, and continue to believe uh, and have faith in God. And even if I find myself in a situation where I have to divorce some things uh, or people divorce me, guess what? I'm still going to believe. Uh, oh, that God uh, is going to work all things together for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. Uh, Hello, somebody may be in a good as dead situation. God says that he can work all this stuff out together for your good. Oh, because you love him and you're called by his name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, 
I believe in the promises of God in Jesus name he doesn't promise me that, I, that I'm not going to go bankrupt but he does promise me to be in and in and through it all he doesn't tell me that I don't have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death oh but guess what when I do have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death guess what I fear no evil because of what God is with me. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is with me. So I won't be afraid. God is with me. So I won't have a care in the world. God is with me. So I won't be anxious. God is with me. So I'm going to start doing what the choir says. I'm going to be thankful in all things. Hello, somebody. Oh, God. God may not have saved my marriage, but he saved me. Hello, somebody. God may not have saved my child, but he saved me. God may not have saved oh, oh, my children, but he saved me. God may not have saved this, but he saved me in Jesus' name. And I believe in the promises of God, even when nobody else want to stand on the promises of God. Yes, what? I'm going to still believe in Jesus' name. I said, I'm going to still believe in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I'm going to believe in Jesus' name. If God has to get me over it, I'm going to believe. If he has to get me under it, I'm going to believe. If he has to lead me around it, I'm going to believe. If he has to get me through it, I'm going to believe because it's not about me. It's all about him and his promises. And if God says it, guess what? That settles it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here, up in here. It says in Acts 7 verse 5, and he gave him no inheritance here, not even enough ground to set his feet on, but God promised him that he and his descendants after him would possess the land, even though at the time Abraham what had no child. You don't move because of the times. If we were just looking at the times, we wouldn't want to do nothing. We wouldn't want to build nothing. Folks, stop coming to church. Hello, somebody. We, well, guess what? The money didn't, didn't get caught up too much. Hello, somebody. They weren't given in the first place. Hello. They never believed in the first place. Hello, somebody. We don't allow the times to determine what God has for us. Hello, somebody. It may be a situation that's good as dead. Oh, I like to share about what happened at Lacey because Dr. Whitlow says it all the time that Lacey, the college, was built during the depression. Wow. Wait a minute. During the depression. When did the depression, the depression happen? What, what, what years was that? 1930s. Hello, somebody. What was most of us back in the 1930s? Did we have a lot of money? Did, did we have a lot of resources back then? Back in there. But guess what? They had enough God. Hello, somebody. The same thing about this building. They didn't nearly have the resources that we have today. 
Hello, somebody. We're about to get almost $1,000 to cancel research. You know how much that was back then? Hello, somebody. They had enough God. They believed in the promises of God. And they're crying out today, telling us, Bethlehem, believe. It's about God, and it's not about you. Bethlehem, believe. If you go, he will show. Oh, they used to say, God will show up. And what? Show out. In Jesus' name. Do we believe in the promises of God? I believe. I don't care what nobody believes. I believe. I'm figuring I'm going to go in, even if it's just going to be two of us. Hello, somebody. You say, who's the two? Joshua and Caleb. Hello, somebody. I want to be Joshua. Somebody else can be Caleb. But we going in. Hello, somebody. (laughs) I hope it's more than just two of us. Hello, somebody. That's going to go in. I hope it's all of us here and then some. That's going to go in. But I'm going to believe. Regardless of the situation. Regardless of the circumstance. It may be as good as dead. But my God. Oh, who's able uh, to do exceedingly abundantly above uh, anything I ask uh, or can imagine? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Do you believe, church, in the promises of God? I'm going to skip this last video. You'll be able to see it a little later. But I'm going to go to the promises, the faith of a pray, faith for a purpose. It says, is the baby preaching to us? <laughs> we'll let you see it after the service. And so, from this what? One man. Woo! And what? And he was what? As good as dead. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Came what? Descendants as what? Numerous as the stars in the sky. And what? And as countless as the sands on the seashore. Hello, somebody. Bethlehem tonight, if you get a chance, when it, when it hits night, I want you to look up in the sky. And I want you to count the stars for me. And I want you to call me and tell me what your count was. Okay. <laughs> what? What? You can't do it. Wait a minute. This man, this one man, all it takes is one. We're in the numbers in our day and time. We have churches full of heathens thinking we're doing something. Nobody's believing in God. As a matter of fact, they're not even, most, a lot of those churches not even preaching the word of God. They're doing motivational speeches. And you got the faithful remnant all believing that God is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Oh yeah, God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God, all God needs is just one man. Hello, somebody that can take him at his word. Just one man that can can believe that God is everything that he says he is. All he needs is this one man. Hello, somebody. Will you be that one man? Will you be that one woman? Will you be? God don't need a crowd to do nothing for him. Hello, 
know somebody. As a matter of fact, you ask Gideon, oh, as he's about to go out to fight, oh, they had thousands to go out and face in numbers of, a, of an army. What God said, God said, you got too many. Ooh. He had to send them back because they would have thought they did it in their own strength. Hello, somebody. Oh, and I believe that's what God is doing. Well, I said, Bethlehem, we had too many, so some have fallen off. But the goal is still to say, do you believe in the promises of God? Do you believe in the place that God has us? Oh, do you believe in the purpose of God? You think he's just building that building for us? No, he's building that building oh, for the saints that's about to be saved. For the harvest uh, that's about to be harvested. He's building that building uh, because he wants to be glorified. Oh, because we're going to be able to say uh, as we look back, uh, how did it get done? How did it get done? Uh, And all we're going to be able to say uh, is God's. Hello, somebody. Oh, many of us uh, have been looking around this building wondering how the old folk did. How they built the back part uh, of the fellowship hall. uh, How they built the sanctuary and Dr. Whitlow told us a, a bit about how they did he said we didn't have no money hello somebody how much money do we have Ooh-wee. hello somebody hello somebody God says it's his purpose he wants to be glorified in you hello somebody all he need is one will you be the one Hello, somebody. And get this too. Some of you older saints, you think you get too old to serve the Lord. Hello, somebody. What did he say? He was a young, one man, young and spry. Had a lot of strength and had a lot of energy. What did he say? He said he was taking this one man to the old deacon's day. Hello, somebody. (laughs) He was an old deacon. Hello, somebody. And he was what? As good as dead. Hello, somebody, which to let us let you know today, you older saints, that if you can take a breath, God is not finished with you yet. Hello, somebody. Oh, and maybe you who have to stand to lead the young folk and let them know that God is able. Oh, somebody said in the scriptures, I've been young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen what the righteous forsaken, nor what, nor the begging what, bread. It was an older man that said that. Oh, we need some older people to stand up and to help motivate us and to encourage us to go ahead and get it done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here. Novice can't do nothing for the Lord. Hello, some. They don't even know God good enough yet. Hello, some. But there's some saints up in here that know God and have seen Him work time and time and time and time again. And I need you to stand up and to help lead us into the promises of God for God's purpose. Are you willing to stand? Hello, somebody. If you're willing to stand, why don't you stand up right now? Whether you're young or old. Stand up right now. And Jesus, give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here, up in here. At least I keep us too long. I want to thank you for standing. You may be seated in the house of Allah. Deacons, will you come? 
least I keep you too long. As good as dead. Abraham was good as dead, but God moved and worked in marvelous and miraculous ways. We see that Jesus Christ, oh, on the night where he was forsaken in that garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus, in that garden, was good as dead. Hello, somebody. They came and got him from that garden, put, took him for a trial, took him, oh, and put him on trial and put a crown of thorns on his head and a cross on his back before before that they beat him they mocked him they scorned him put that cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem as if to say oh that this man is a thief the, the chiefest of sinners oh they took him to that hill called Galgotha nailed him to the cross Jesus was good as dead on that cross but I'm so glad they couldn't take his life away I'm so glad that he had to give his life away and when he gave his life away he was good as dead as a matter of fact he was dead they took him off that cross put him in a borrowed tomb as good as dead as a matter of fact dead oh but I'm so glad that the Bible tells us oh that on the third day I said on the third day he got up with all power in his hand as good as dead but up good again in Jesus name and if you're here today and you can believe the gospel story that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life then you today can be saved because if you don't know Jesus guess what you're as good as dead Hello somebody But you don't have to be uh, as good as dead this morning God can save you uh, Oh I said God can save you And if you're here today Come believe uh, that Jesus was the son of God uh, That he died for your sins uh, Was buried and raised again on the third day uh, Then guess what uh, You can be saved uh, from your dead state uh, You can be saved uh, And walk in newness of life uh, In Jesus name as the songs are being played saints want you to bow your heads oh and close your eyes and pray there may be somebody here today that don't know Jesus you come forward right now in Jesus name is there one today that want to get their life right with God you come you don't have to be as good as dead. You can walk in newness of life. Is there one today? And maybe another who needs a church home. Living your life without a church home, many times you're just good as dead because the devil has you isolated. That's where he wants to keep you. You, you can't live up the purposes of God just being by yourself. You, you've got to be a part of a local body of believers that can help you to grow in the things of God. And if you need a church home, we want you to come right now in Jesus' name. Bethlehem is a good church. I want you to come. Maybe you've accepted Jesus Christ, but you've never been baptized. You can get that right as well. Whatever your decision is today, 
You may have a call to Hello again, the this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that we have all sinned short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you pray that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor praise Mike Eaton, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really has spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to.
thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again, now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10. 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.